Haleluya, haleluya, haleluya. Yes, 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 ya, yeah, haleluya. Wow, wow, wow. What a wonderful, wonderful feast of unleavened bread we find ourselves in. In this Gregorian calendar year of 4-1-2021. A day known as the Day of Fools. Uh, probably connected to paganism somewhere. I've never researched that one, but we definitely don't ever want to be a fool or trying to fool people, trick people, deceive people. It would seem satanic in its very nature in and of itself as a day. Not funny, no tricks, no treats. We try to be as straightforward and as honest with people as we can and there are ways to have fun that are a lot more fun than these ways that the world has seemingly tried to come up with, even though it does say that the pleasures of sin <clears throat> are for a moment. We know by experience that eventually that pleasure is gone and you find yourself in much regret. You find yourself in much shame and guilt and overwhelmed by the things that the accuser of the brethren would impose upon you as a life sentence of agony and sadness and self-pity and and turmoil and emptiness and just not having any real fulfillment of any kind so what we've spoken of uh yesterday and we're going to just continue on that thought and that and that train of thought in this unleavened bread message let's go ahead and continue and say what we were really looking at was uh evil out or get the evil out and get the good in evil out good in get it going on for yourself you got to you got to get one thing out so you make room for another you have to replace we've spoken of this through transformed recovery because you know we speak of a void that every human being is created with seemingly only one thing can ever fit and fulfill that void which is Yahweh himself it's it's love itself and truly we find this in Galatians 2:20 that same mindset uh is shared by Shaul the Shaliak and it's really powerful when we look at this under a microscope it says i have been impaled with messiah and i no longer live but messiah lives in me and that which i now live in flesh i live by belief in the son of elohim who loved me and gave himself for me i do not set aside the favor of elohim for if righteousness is through torah the messiah died for not so we cannot simply live righteous <clears throat> and not have the right 
sacrifice, the right blood sacrifice. And we need to understand that. So there's nothing wrong with living right. And this is a, a spin that we see so many to talk about because what what the way that Paul expresses it. And, you know, you need to understand that you're not crucifying your flesh just for any old reason. You're actually crucifying your flesh so that these things can come out of you. You can have them removed from you so that it's no longer you that lives, but Yeshua that lives within you. And this is such an important understanding that people get so confused. They don't really, really get it, unfortunately. And it leaves them in a, a kind of a confused state. We don't want you to ever be in a confused state. You know, another way to look at that last verse 21 is, I do not frustrate the favor of Yahweh, for if righteousness came by the law, then Messiah is dead in vain. We have to understand this, that Messiah lives in me. It's Messiah living in you that is going to be exactly what I just said, that void, all right, that we try to fill with enough money, we try to fill with enough alcohol, we try to fill with enough sex, we try to fill with enough cocaine or enough methamphetamines or with enough heroin or whatever we are trying to stick in there, gambling, food, you know, we can try to put anything we want in there. We can become compulsive and obsessive with it. We can become completely, totally dependent on those things and think, okay, I got this in my void now. I'm going to be okay. And you're not. You'll never be okay when you're in gluttony. You'll never be okay when you are owned by a little piece of tobacco rolled up with a bunch of chemicals inside of it and smoking that and ingesting lungs in uh, your lungs ingesting the, this, this tar and nicotine and carcinogens and all of the evil that is within it you're, not, you're never going to be okay with that that doesn't oh I need a cigarette you hear people say that I need a cigarette you know I can understand that that thought I can understand that word I've been there I've, I've been in that situation I had you know that addiction at one point in my life uh, at the at the tune of four packs a day you know but nothing can fill the void but Yeshua nothing there is nothing that can go in you that's ever going to satisfy. And this is a, a real crucial thing that out of the Feast of Unleavened Bread that we should really glean from in the Transformed Recovery and Deliverance program to really understand why it's his program. It's his program because we are literally telling every drug addict that you're never going to be satisfied 
You'll never be satisfied with anything this world has to offer. The only thing that's ever going to satisfy you is when you learn to put Messiah in you. When you learn to fill yourself with love to overflowing, that will be the game changer. When we see uh, the Romans 8.10 in this, as well as the second uh, Corinthians 6.16 and 2 Corinthians 13.5 and Ephesians 3.17 and Colossians 1.27 and 1 John 4.4. 4. When we see all of these different scriptures, we know that it's, it's not an accident, it's not happenstance, but we see there's a consistent theme throughout the writings of Shaul the Shaliach, as well as Yehukanan or John. They, they make it very, very clear. So there is a confirmation that we find in backing up everything that we're understanding about what we put into ourselves. You're making whatever you put into yourself as an investment into you. So getting the leaven out or getting the sin out, as we've been discussing, is an absolute vital necessity. And when we come to the conclusion of what that all means of getting the sin out and now we're empty, we have to replace that sin with something better than what that sin was. So in the Feast of Unleavened Bread, it's a time to concentrate on putting the righteousness of Yeshua into you. And that's why it's a better covenant. So it's the righteousness of Yeshua, the Yeshuic covenant in you, right? Which is focused more on love and, and his sacrifice rather than us making a sacrifice of a lamb that we owned. It's Yahweh making a sacrifice of a lamb that he owned. And if we can just get that little play on words down in our head, that it's this is about Yahweh's sacrifice and the Mosaic and Levitical covenants are focused on our sacrifices, an animal that we had to go pick out from the flock. So this is so much more powerful in every essence. You know, naturally, the more that we do this, the more that we, you know, uh, are in this, the more that the sin is going to be kept out. You know, to overcome sin or lawlessness, we must not be overcome by evil. But we have to overcome evil always with good. So the more, again, of Yeshua, Yahweh, that's in us, which is love, Yahweh is love, 1 John 4, 8. When, when we have him in us, that love that's in us, then there's a manifestation in fruit that has this goodness that will overcome the evil if we just walk in that goodness. And we have the self-control to not bow down to the evil temptations that are coming before us. And we are obediently praying, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And then that self-control kicks in by the power of our very words and the asking 
surely we receive. We receive self-control or yah control, as I like to call it, to be able to overcome. In other words, the more that we put Yeshua in us, and he's alive in us, the more that we're going to live righteously. There's no other way that we can really live righteously unless he is living in us. Unless our temple, as we spoke of yesterday, has the high priest sitting at the throne of Hanan and the Hasad seat, and every portion, the laven of water, you know, every portion of the outer court, the inner court, where the veil has been rent, the Shekhana, Kavod coming down, the power, you know, when all of that's working inside of us as it worked in a temple that was physical, but now is inside us, which is again why it's a better covenant, because we bring the temple into us. Then there's the less opportunity when all of this is happening, living this righteous way, for any leaven or of any sin to ever find a way into our lives again. It, it just doesn't even, it's not even appealing to us when the temptation comes, and it will come. There's going to be a time when it will try to weave its way back into your life. And you've got to be ready at any given moment because the enemy is pretty relentless when it comes to not giving up on you. But you know what? Yeshua is really relentless in not giving up on you as well. His, his forgiveness goes beyond comprehension. And that is such a beautiful, beautiful gift to learn that. Learn how to forgive. It keeps you open for the next Baruch Atah, hallelujah to come on into your life it's incredible so the unleavened bread is really sincerity and truth the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth and Yeshua is the way the truth and the life this is the key to getting all the old leaven or the sin out. So again, you know, through our response to sin, we have to be real, real strong as we talked about, about Teshuvah. There's, there's no way we can get around the fact that Teshuvah has got to be our key. And that's why, again, as I said, Yehukan on the mikveh man, Yeshua HaMashiach, Kepha or Peter, every one of them, their first sermons was repent, 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 or teshuva, teshuva, teshuva. Change, change, change. We've got to change. And the number one way that he's showing us here to change is get it out of your life. You've got to get it out of your life. You can't continue to entertain it. And you're never going to be able to do this on your own. It's not going to be by your strength, but by his strength. 2 Corinthians 7, 10 through 11. Yehuchanan 8, 11. Romans 7, 23 through 25. We have to have him as the one that will help. In fact, 
the Ruach HaKodesh itself is known as our helper. It's going to be our helper, our comforter, our counselor. There's so much that he will be in our lives if we will submit ourselves to his power. So this Feast of Unleavened Bread is reminding us that submitting to our deliverer is the only right response to Yeshua's Yamazing Hanan sacrifice. So no, we're not we're not saved by our own good works. That's not what saves us. Yet we are created in Yeshua HaMashiach for good works, which we see in Ephesians 2.10. So a thankful, forgiven follower of the way, the truth, and the life, the one that is a Galal Talmudim, a committed disciple, that one is going to seek the help. We know where our help comes from. I lift my eyes into the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from Yahweh, maker of heaven and earth. We have to look to him and know he is where our help comes from. Abiyah, we just pray today that each and every one of us will look to him, to Yahweh, and what he gave us as a gift in his only begotten son, Yeshua HaMashiach, the gateway, the doorway, the one who is our advocate, the one that has so many incredible adjectives that go along with the great name Yeshua, or I am salvation. And we just pray, Abba Yah, that each and every person will focus on allowing his power to intercede on your behalf and receive as you pray to have all the leaven removed. You ask him, take the sin out of me, empty me. I love you. I need you to replace my sin, my leaven, my unrighteousness with your righteousness because mine is just filthy rags. But yours is Yamazing Hanan. Hallelujah.